0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. If you will, in in, in your Bibles, turn to the book of uh, Isaiah. Go to Isaiah chapter 59. Um, Whether you recognize it or not, there's a great attack upon the earth, a great unleashing of the demonic, you know, war is the revival of the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Obviously, the uh, template of the end time as prescribed in the Bible is just literally ticking off day by day, week by week. I, I, I dare to say how close we could be to whatever a prophetic event would be fulfilled. I know in the midst of it, we have to push push forward and press on like a like a runner running at the end of his race. I love to watch those long distance races, you know, when I know they're going to be racing for like 15 or 20 minutes because I can get up and go get something to eat. And when I get back, I can see the finish. I tell you who always wins is the guy that has what's called the kick at the end of the race. The guy that has something left there at the end of the race. You know, football teams will work. Sometimes three quarters of their practice will be on the two minute drill. Because the whole game can be won or lost right there at the two-minute drill. Uh, activity is increased uh, during the two-minute drill. I mean, it's a, it's a whole new game. In the same way is true here. And I believe a lot of the church is asleep, but I believe God's waking it up. I believe God's waking it up. People are beginning to wake up and realize, my goodness, this is a this is a day and hour. We prayed last Wednesday night as, as I turned the service back to Pastor Marco. Uh, there had been a great threat in our area during the whole... Uh, Uh, a crusade of the two cartels that were fighting over turf and territory who had made a statement that I believe it was on Wednesday night They were planning to unleash a bloodbath, is what they had said. Uh, There were soldiers all over the streets, and uh, actually an American warship came into port uh, that day. And so it was pretty ominous. But, you know, we got up there and began to pray as a church and as a people. And I'm telling you, you could feel that thing break in the spirit. And I guarantee you, we literally intervened on behalf of that area for that particular time that we were there and stopped something that the enemy was trying to do. It's powerful that God's given us that authority here on earth. Amen. That same, that's true of us when we, when we pray, when we intercede, because these attacks are coming uh, one after another, one after another, and you've got to recognize it even in your own life, because if you don't recognize that the enemy, that's what he tries to do. He tries to bring blow after blow after blow after blow. You know, we saw that in the, in the, in the Gospels when Jesus was baptized of John in the Jordan, and then he came out, and all those temptations came at him. Just one temptation. But he stood on the it is written of God. It is written of God. It is written. And then he just took his authority and said, Satan, you know, get thee behind me. For it is written. And I I guarantee you, he was an overcomer. The Bible says, then the devil leaveth him. One translation says, left him for for a short season of time. And angels came and ministered unto him. Listen, anytime you're going through one of those times in which it seems like the enemy is attacking everything. You ever been there? Jesus said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. That I means you're just going to have more testimonies and more glory in your life because you've stood and you can't let the fight weary you. Amen. If you let the fight weary you, then the devil will overcome just by, just by, just by motivating you to give up. Yeah. Well, giving up is the answer. Amen? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of like hanging on to a rope. There was a story of a bunch of sailors... This was back before the Hindenburg. Remember those big dirigibles? they begin to fly around. I think Germany developed several. And I think before the Hindenburg disaster, there was another one that came somewhere in that area, and there was 200 soldiers that were going to moor the, uh, the, uh, the dirigible, the big blimp, you know, like the Goodyear blimp. But they're the You know how the old ones look, and so they were all hanging on, hanging on to it. And Augusta gust wind grabbed the, the the dirigible and just just you know took it away, just so fast. And there was like 25, 30 men still hanging on that rope. And to the horror of the crowd, they began to drop off one by one, by one, until they all dropped off. And most of them were horribly injured or killed, except for one. And the crowd screamed and screamed as the dirigible got higher and higher, the crew working to get it under control and bring it back down. And he was just a little old dot in the sky. They thought for sure he's just dead, hung up there somehow. But they came, to back, came back down, and all the reporters rushed over to talk to him. And he said, they said, well, we're amazed that you're even alive. He said, no, I just tied a little loop in the rope and stuck my foot in it, hung on. I just kind of had a good time looking at everything. Everybody else got killed and died and was wounded and hurt. He had enough sense to hang on and he figured out how to hang on. That's what's going on right now. You got, you got enough sense to figure out to hang on and then figure out how to hang on. Because God's bringing us into some awesome times in the kingdom of God. We just have to be ready for it and we have to weather all these little attacks, those little foxes that try to pour the bind, this happens, that happens, this happens, that happens. Listen, it's happening to everybody all over the world. People that believe God and even people that don't believe God. The same affliction is being manifest in people all over the world. You say why? Because the devil's a mean devil. He hates everybody. So what you need to do many times is to be strengthened in your fight. You say, what do you mean by that? It's like a group of soldiers in a fight that needs ammunition. They get fresh ammunition, get fresh food. It's just the fact that you get it, it refreshes you. Helps you carry it on. So I want to read here in the book of Isaiah just for a few moments tonight. I believe this will help us and encourage us. Did I tell you chapter 59? And look at verse, uh, let's start there in verse 16. It says, and he saw that where there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought him salvation, but brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. Now, it literally is speaking of Jesus here. This is literally speaking of Jesus. And he saw there was no man, wondered that there was no intercessor or go between. I love this. This Hebrew translation says this. As I viewed in the spirit realm, I saw there was no one to lay his hand upon God and lay his hand upon me. There was no man nor intercessor, no go-between. But then he sustained himself with what? Notice what it says there. It says, he sustained, therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained. Well, the arm of God has always been known as Jesus, or the Messiah, saying that there will be one. There will be one coming that will lay his hands upon God and lay his hands upon you, the intercessor, the go-between, the advocate, the one that can stand in the place of being man and God and God and man. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? It says, For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and a helmet of salvation upon his head, and he put on garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak this is still speaking of Jesus according to their deeds accordingly he will repay fury to his adversaries recompense to his enemies to the islands he will repay recompense so shall they that fear the name of the Lord from the west uh, excuse me so shall shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun or the east. Now notice what it says here. And when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. Now this is speaking of the the place in the spirit in which man did not have an adversary, excuse me, an intercessor or a go-between, an advocate. No one to put their hand upon the Lord, upon God Almighty, and put their hand upon man himself. There was no conduit. There was for for lack of a better term, there was there was nothing for God to flow down into through. You say, well, what about what about Moses and Aaron and, and Joshua and David? Well they did, they had a covenant. Based on the shedding of the blood of bulls and goats, you have to listen in our modern minds, which many times are so warped, it's hard to understand the Word of God. But you've got to kind of see it like a spiritual credit card. Remember, some of y'all probably don't remember this, but back in the day, they used to swipe those things. I remember working in a few businesses where we had to do that. That old carbon thing you had to put in there. And you, you just, you know, did that and handed it back to them. You know, that's kind of how it was in the spirit. Every time they poured that blood, every time they made those sacrifices, every time those priests went into the Holy of Holies, they were, they were using that credit card. Looking forward to that which would come. I say, we think, we think salvation is so strong because what it delivered us out of. But they spent literally about 2,800 years in that covenant using that credit card and everything that that debt ran up was paid in a moment of time when Jesus rose from the dead. He don't have no problem with debt. He can get rid of it real quick. Amen? But then he says this. He begins to talk about, and then it talks about those that fear the name of the Lord, fear the Lord, from the west to the east, the rising of the sun, amen? Mm-hmm. From the rising of the sun, when the enemy shall come in. Now, the, the grammar that's put here, this is something that, that I've studied several times and I've, I've sat under the teaching of others that have, that have looked at it. First of all, in the Hebrew, there's no, there's no grammar there. It literally says, when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. Now, when you, when you go on into the Scripture and read it here, you see what it's talking about. Or if you read it in other translations, it's talking about an ever-rising stream of God's blessing that will lift you up and lift you out of what the enemy tries to bring you into. But have you ever felt like the enemy has come in like a flood? Because a flood touches everything in your life. I remember we all got flooded in 2008. Man, there wasn't nothing that wasn't wet. Amen? I mean, wet and ruined. That was some of the nastiest water that ever come on this island. Somebody said it was churned up from the, the bottom of the gulf and was like a thousand times more toxic than the normal normal uh, uh, water that we see out here on the beach and in our bays. I mean, it looked like somebody poured gasoline on this place. I mean, it was just destroyed. Flood touched everything, touched everybody. Many times that's the way the enemy comes in. He'll come into whole areas, whole regions. He'll be called, this will happen, and that will happen. Gangs will get stirred up, crime will begin to happen. We see it all over our country right now. Amen? You say, well, what's the answer? Well, when the enemy comes in, we begin to believe in the one who is the right arm of God. We begin to to exercise our faith. I'll show you here in just a moment what the scripture says about in these times when it seems like the enemy may come in like a flood. How does God flood in and raise up a standard? You say, what does that mean? Well, God comes in and touches everything too. He knows how to flood in after the enemy floods in. Now notice what it says. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him, and the Redeemer shall come to Zion, Zion being a type of the church, according to the book of Hebrews, unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob or Israel, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord, my Spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord from henceforth and forever. Now here's exactly what God is saying. When the enemy comes in, you're going to have to have, like a flood, the Word of God coming out of your mouth. An ever-increasing amount of the Word of God. I'm always looking for ways to expand my confession. About a year and a half, two years ago, I got a confession on the Word of God where I just started confessing about the Word in my life. Thank you, Father, for your Word. The entrance of your Word brings light and life to me. Forever, O Lord, your Word is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth can pass away, but your Word will never pass away. The flower fades, the grass withers, but the Word of the Lord will stand forever. Amen. I mean you just go to confessing about the word and then you get you get faith in the word. I I I uh, I uh, have some friends that gave me uh, some bibles. And so I was I was looking at them. I was opening them up and they were kind of, you know how Bibles come in these boxes and stuff like that. So I was getting them out and I was, and I began to think about those people who, who we saw on the video when they got their Bibles. Then I began to look at my Bibles that I got that were so nice, just these awesome, beautiful, leather bound. One of them had my name. I mean, I was just thinking, and I was thinking, how valuable are these books? There's no book on this earth more valuable than these books right here. These, these, these three Bibles, these two translations, these books can change a man or woman's life. They can bring wealth to those that are in poverty. They can bring health to those that are sick. They can deliver a nation. They can do whatever it takes to bring the will of God as long as people are willing to read it and meditate on it and have it taught to them and then get it in their mouth. There's something about the word in your mouth. Amen. I mean the, 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 the blab it and grab it, name it and claim it. People say, well, you know, you're not part of that blab it and grab it, name it. Sure we are. We see it in the Word. Yeah. We're not trying to, you know, well, why don't you just blab and grab 10,000 oil wells? Well, you can't, but you don't have faith for that. How are you going to get that in your heart unless God puts it in your heart? Amen. God's put other things in my heart that I have faith for, so I use the Word of God to frame it. The Bible says, by His Word, the worlds were framed, so that we know that the things that are seen were made of things that are not seen. God's given you all the unseen material to make the things that are seen that you need in your life, but you're going to have to get it in your mouth, in your mouth, in your mouth, in your mouth. That's what God told Joshua. Don't let that word depart from your mouth. But meditate therein day and night. There's your time schedule. Day and night, day and night, that you may what? Observe to do all that is written therein. How are you going to obey the word if it's not been in your mouth? If you've not meditated upon it, you'll never have the courage to obey it. Amen? I'm telling you, you really want to serve God, you're going to take some courage. God will send you places. God will send you around people. God will give you assignments. God will do things. You're like, well, my Lord, how am I going to do that? It's going to take... Yeah, God will give you the courage as you get that word in your mouth, in your heart. I like what a man we read at, after for many years. I really liked him. I met him a couple of times. His name was Charles Caps. If you're looking for a good author to read real balanced things about faith and things like that, he was just an awesome teacher. But he talked about the spiritual dynamo. He talked about the old, he, see, he grew up on a rice farm in Arkansas. And the old, the old water systems they used to pl- uh, flood those rice fields was, was based on, the, on a dynamo, an old diesel engine that had one stroke on it. And they'd get that pump primed, and that thing would prime, and it just kind of almost start running on its own. And pumping that water, pumping that water, pumping that water. Pu- well, he said that. He said, faith faith works like that. Your heart and your mouth. Your heart in your mouth. Your heart in your mouth. Your heart in your mouth. Day after day, week after week, are creating the spiritual dynamo of the power of the Word of God that no matter what kind of flood the enemy has brought into your life, it will raise up a standard. It will raise up something that will cause the flood to be diverted and the blessing of God to come into your life. But you got you gotta work it, you gotta keep it going, you gotta keep it working. And when you're weary, you gotta keep speaking, you gotta keep worshiping God. Listen, I like what one preacher said years ago. He said, your mouth feeds your heart faith when you don't need it. So your heart can feed your mouth faith when you do. And if your heart never feeds your mouth, if your mouth never feeds your heart faith when you don't need it, how in the world are you ever gonna have faith when you do need it? I mean, it tells us right here, in all of this, I call this one of those resistance chapters. We can resist because we're redeemed by Jesus. We can resist because God is the one that watches over us and brings that flood, that stream of his blessing into our lives. Amen and realizing we're not trying to fight into a victory. We are fighting from the standpoint of the victory, holding our positions as the winners, the overcomers, that God has called us to be, and not giving ground to the devil. You give the ground to the devil by your words. Oh, it ain't working. We're not going to matter. <laughs> Tell me one time, that faith stuff, you've it doesn't work. I'm telling, I've been saying for years, I've been telling Wilma over there for 14 years, it doesn't work. Well, no wonder it doesn't work. It's working perfectly for you. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth that faith doesn't work. It's working perfectly for you. Now, let me read it real quick. Oh, I've got a couple of minutes left. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. I like the Amplified. Somebody said it's the the Bible some woman wrote, but I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just read it from verse 16. And he saw that there was no man, wondered that there was no intercessor, no one, to intervene on behalf of truth and right, Therefore his own arm brought him victory and his own righteousness, having the spirit without measure, sustained him. For the Lord put on on righteousness as a breastplate or a coat of mail and salvation as a helmet upon his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing. He was clad with zeal. Now notice this. And furious divine jealousy as a cloak. This, this, This is not... God trying to show you he's some knucklehead with with a social problem. (laughs) This is him showing you how he looks to your enemies. Now let me try that again. This is God showing you when, when your enemies are looking at your God... He's not seeing some weak, depleted statue, some wore out bag of dust. He's looking at something that is righteous, something that is powerful. And when he looks at the Word, what does he see? He sees Jesus. This is describing Jesus. All of that describes Jesus. Then when we get saved, it describes us in Christ. Amen. Woohoo! Amen. It says, according as their deeds deserve, so will he repay with wrath to his adversaries. See, his adversaries are those devils that try to make you sick. Steal your money. Mess with your marriage. Tear up your business. Mess with your children. That's his adversaries. His enemies are your enemies. Your enemies are his enemies. Amen. Amen according as their deeds deserve. So will he repay wrath to its adversaries, recompense to his enemies, and on foreign islands and coastlands, he will make compensation. He will pay you back for what you've been pirated, is what one translation says. I thought that might go over good in a place maybe like... Uh, Galveston Island. I mean, what does it take sometimes? I mean, come on. <laughs> so, as the result of the Ma- Messiah's intervention, they shall reverently fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory. From the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him and put him to flight, for he will come like a rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives. Now, you think that's talking about the flood of the devil or the flood of God? That's talking about when the enemy comes into your life and breaks your lawnmower and does this to your dishwasher and gives your cousin COVID and 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 cuts cuts your bonus check off and, and when the enemy comes with all these little pecking at, you, pecking at you, pecking at you, pecking at you, pecking, God says if you'll just stand on the standard which I've already given you, which is Christ Jesus Isaiah looking down to the redemption of the Lord Jesus Christ and saying, oh my goodness, there's going to be a bunch of people down there. They're going to have the holy goes they're going to have the authority of God they're going to be able to take the devil and bind him they're going to be able to loose the power of God oh my God they're going to walk in such victory but the only reason you walk in great victory is you're in a great fight hallelujah amen I like that He comes like a rushing stream which the breath of the Lord drives. He shall come as a redeemer to Zion and to those in Jacob or Israel who turn from transgression, says the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant or league with them, says the Lord. My spirit who is upon you and who writes the law of God inwardly upon your heart, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth or out of the mouths of your true spiritual children or out of the mouths of your children's children, says the Lord from henceforth and ever forever. There will be a society of people on the earth for a thousand years that will reign and rule with Jesus Christ. And you know what's going to be in their mouth all the time? The Word of God. So you might as well go ahead and start getting it in there now because we'll be ahead of the crowd when we get there if you'll just start every day speaking the word I got my word confession I got my health confession I got my wealth confession I got my redemptive confession I've got my New Testament prayers and once I get through them I can just start praying in the Holy Ghost and worshiping God thanking God and talking to him talking to him about all kinds of things going on in life and ministry talking about the goodness I'm telling you once you start serving God on that level it's joy unspeakable and full of glory no matter what you're going through let me close with this now let me say this this might help some of you if you come to church the right way there's a slingshotting momentum that can launch you into a victory tonight tomorrow Friday amen you've just got to fight and resist on every level Everything you see that's negative and you think of the devil, the flesh, or this world system trying to slow you down or mess you up, you've got to resist it in Jesus' name. That begins with your mind especially. And there should be a refreshing, a point in which you get to a place when you can come into a simple teaching like this, a simple service, worship, with, worship God with a couple of praise and worship songs, sense the presence of God in a place, be ministered to if you have a need, give an offering if you're giving an offering, and then sit and allow your mind to be put in a place of neutral as God imparts understanding to you by the Word of God. Amen? That's such an awesome thing to to receive and to do because what it's due, it's your spiritual food. It's your spiritual food. You notice what's happening on the world, sadly, more and more. Starvation. 2019, over 25 million more people than usually die of starvation died. More people, will, they haven't given them the statistics for 2021 or 2020, 2021. I'm sure they're out there. I haven't looked to see, but it's amazing. It seems like starvation and famine are just beginning to roll across the earth. I was in Haiti in Port-au-Prince. We'd been on a missions trip for seven days and we had two days until the, the, the particular airliner that we flew only flew in two, two days a week and we had to wait a day for it to get there. So we had checked into the, to the Holiday Inn Hotel and we're kind of being refreshed. We'd actually lived in the bush for seven days. I'd slept on the ground right there on the beach. We had a great pastors' conference. God blessed a lot of people. A lot of people were touched. But I was walking in Port-au-Prince, and I was walking around. I had this thought, and I was just kind of worshiping God, thanking God for a good time, and I had this thought. I said, these people are starving. My God, these people are starving. I mean, they were just real thin. I was like, my goodness. You see those little babies with that orange hair, you know, those beautiful little little black uh, girls and boys, and they should should have that nice, beautiful uh, black dark. Now, that hair, that being orange, that's a sign of those big bellies. That don't mean their bellies are full. Those little, I thought, my God. And you know what the Lord spoke to me? He said to me, he said, yeah, they're starving, but they don't know they're starving because starving is normal. And I thought, oh, my God. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, it's just like that uh, all over the world. Nations are spiritually starving. That's how people look in the spirit. And the only way they can ever get a revelation that they're starving is to run into somebody who's well-fed. And there's a lot of people in Galveston County, Galveston Island, all over where you work, where your business is conducted, up on the beaches, all over, and they're starving. And they're looking for someone well-fed. When they see somebody well-fed, they'll get a revelation that they're starving. Because people are hungry. I mean, there's so, people are moving and, 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 and stirring all over the world. They're, they're just a, there's just this stirring of people. There's this, it's kind of like this big agitation is happening. You know, I remember the first time I, I really got a, got a handle on that word is they related it to a, a washing machine. And they called that thing in the middle an agitator. And I used to, my mom, when she used to wash clothes, I would open it and I would watch that thing going, woo, <laughs> I don't know why, it's fascinating didn't take much to entertain me amen but well, it was just stirring everything up stirring everything up but listen, God's not going to be outdone by the devil there are things stirring in the spirit realm right now and I guarantee you, you, you stay strong in the Lord in the power of his might you may be fighting ten different little fires right now but the good news is you have the answer you're well fed by the word of God The major things in life that you're believing God for, you're right on the point of the breakthrough. And we're believing God the same thing's true of the church. Amen. Amen. What a great day to be serving God. Let's lift our hands and worship Him. Father, we worship You. Thank You for Your goodness and Your kindness. Thank You, Heavenly Father, for all that You're doing in us, for us, and through us, Lord, that we might be effective in all that we preach and declare as we live these truths out by faith. Lord, let there be that exponential curve of time that we're entering into in which the 11th hour laborers begin to receive that which God said belonged unto them the full wage the full the full day's wage Lord God which we need Lord we need to build the church to evangelize to do that which you've called us today let the overwhelming peace of God be upon your people Lord. Lord we ask tonight all of those standing believing you for healing Lord, we thank you for the great deliverer, Jesus, being manifest in their lives. Driving out that which the enemy has tried to attack them with. Affecting a cure and a healing. For all those standing for financial breakthroughs. Thank you, Father. The devil is defeated in Jesus is Lord. And we stand against the delays. We stand against the hindrances. And we fight our fight of faith declaring your goodness and your provision for our life. Thank you for our building. Thank you for missions money. Thank you for money to bless our community. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You are the God that supplies all of our need. Thank you for the move of your spirit as we contend for the move of God. We thank you, Lord God, for signs, wonders, and miracles, the gifts of the Holy Ghost in operation, stretching forth your hand to heal. We thank you, Father, Jesus shall be glorified and the masses shall be relieved, touched by the hand of God. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, as we leave tonight, we declare your protection. No evil befalls us, no plague comes to us. Angels have charge over us. Lord, we thank you. You bless our going out and our coming in and all our travel, the righteous labor of our hands. We thank you, Father. Angels are encamped round about us that a thousand can fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, only with our eyes shall we behold, see the reward of the wicked. Father, we lift up those seven pastors that Christopher Alon texted me about. Ukrainian pastors who are asking us to pray for their congregations, asking us to pray for them, that they would not be destroyed, that their members would not be harmed or hurt. That all of this wickedness which is going on of men and women that cannot agree and are being stirred and the fires and flames of war and hate being fanned. We thank you, Father, in the midst of that. Your church is glorious. Your church is protected. Your church is blessed. These pastors are kept safe. Lord, we thank you, Father. We're able to pray on our side. You're able to work because of the prayers of God's people. So we thank you, Father. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy in Ukraine. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy upon the Russian people, upon the Chinese, those that are in Taiwan, upon the Japanese people, those in the Philippine Islands, these horrible threats that have been made. We say, no, devil. In the name of Jesus, we do not allow it. We say that your voice of war, destruction, in the name of Jesus is not the preeminent voice upon this planet. That the voice of the great peacemaker, Jesus Christ holds you back. Keeps you from bringing wrath and vengeance upon this earth. As the will of God, the plan of God and the provision of God goes forth. Lord, let your words stir on the inside of us. Let us have your compassion every day as we meet talk to people. Let our light shine. Let the salt of your life be manifest in us. Fathers, we leave tonight. We walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We walk in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the word, and anointed by the God, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com Hallelujah.